0: Yes. The answer is yes. yes. Right. There are people that refuse to acknowledge that I need to do something about this. Right. It can be in varying levels. There are there are people that refuse to acknowledge. Sometimes uh, it's a health situation. Sometimes it could be a weight situation. It could be a financial situation. It could be a, a a mental situation. It could be an emotional situation. It could be a marital situation. It could be all kinds of ways that people just refuse to say, "I need to do something about this," right? And so, let me tell you something. I'm not like that. When I see something in front of me, that, this is an issue. This is an issue we need to fix it. Then, then, that, then, that's that's the way it is. Let me tell you something. I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at the news. We had our um, own across the street uh, when they were talking about the, the hurricane. And so I was watching it, and, man, I was there, and, and I was looking at it. We, you know, we went through the hurricane uh last year, and, and so we, we, we understand to a degree, uh, some of us to a greater degree than other people, uh, how sad and how bad that whole situation is.
1: And I'm there, and so I'm trying to be
0: empathetic. You know what I mean? empathetic. I mean, I'm trying to be, I just learned that word. Yeah. Right, so I'm trying. I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, send my heart in the same direction with those folks who are who are going through this situation. And I'm watching it, and it's 100 percent terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it at an apartment complex. Like it looks like everything in the complex is smoking in front of the building. Everything from every apartment came out in front of the building. It was terrible. And so I'm watching it, and I, and I am doing my job because the Bible says that we are to we with those that we. Mourn with those that mourn, right? Rejoice with them that rejoice. And so I'm, I'm there and I'm looking at it, but this there, but one real thing had hit me in the heart, hit me in my mind. And and, and it is this is that, man, that's why we need the Lord. In times like that, that's why you need God. Because when so, some people mentally never recover from these things. Emotionally, they never recover. So it's talking about ignoring things that you need in your life, God is the first thing that, that you can't be ignoring that you need. People, There are people that, that don't have a relationship with God, and their marriage is tore up from the floor, but they, because they don't understand they need a relationship with God. Right? You need God to be involved in your marriage. You can't just go through life and stuff is messing up all around you, and you not ever address it, and you not ever deal with what's going on. Right, it might not be an overnight fix, but you need to go in that direction. Uh, I'm gonna keep going back to this example because it's the my most, uh, I guess it's the best testimony that that we have as a church going right now. One of the, one of the reasons that we that we uh, we opened up the restaurant across the street is that we looked at the finances, and I mean things were just in a bad in situation. You know, you got to know, I'm not going to come in here and you got to catch go me saying, Oh, church, this bad church, we ain't going to make it, church. Oh, church, we got to do something, you know, if, 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 if something's going to happen, we going to have to shut the doors, church. You are not going to catch me to do that. Doing that. And I told you I wasn't going to come in here and so start telling you, uh, you know, uh, we take up one offering and then, you know, count the offering right there. i see if you can do that. Count the offering right there and then come back and say, this is not enough. We need to pass the thing again. We, we've never done that. How many times have done that in here? We've never done that. So I never twisted your arm for money. I never came in here and act like the church was going to fall up. Never, 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 never. But it was still an issue and something had to be done. And so, what do we say? This is the plan. This is what I believe God took over a year, but it happened. And so, but I want you to understand something that, that, that that's a war zone over there. That's a war zone to establish things for the kingdom of God, and we are not finished. Amen. We're not finished. I believe God wants us to go through the tell you about it. I not planning. Because let me tell you something, if you would tell the truth in your own life, if you tell the truth of your own life, would you rather have, or would you rather have not? And when it comes down to doing things for the Lord, I, I told you times in my life over my twenty-something year period. I can't tell you how many times I couldn't do stuff for God because I had not. And so God opens up a door of opportunity because look, this is what I give to you. I want you to make the most out of it. The scripture says whatever your hand finds it to do, do it with all your right. There's a story in the Bible where the, it, it, the, the story of the three talents. Everybody familiar with that story? I don't need to read it and tell it. Right? The story of the, he gives the guy three talents. He gives the one guy one, one guy two, one guy he gives five. Right? And he goes and he says, listen, he says I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna take an account on what you did with these, with these talents. And so he comes back, and the one, the guy that had two, the Bible says he turned them into five, and the guy that had five, he turned them into ten. And then he comes back, and he talks to the other guy that he gave one, and the guy that he gave one, he says, listen, he says, I was, I was scared. I knew you were going to, you know, you expect a lot out of your people. I was scared, so I didn't want to lose what you gave me, so I stuck it in the ground, and then he came back, and here it is, now I'm short of it.
1: And he thought that speech was going to help
0: him, you know, uh, impress God. The speech didn't impress God. He said, God said, not only that you said out of your own mouth you're scared, but I say you're lazy and I say you're wicked. I'm going to add two more to it. You said out of your own mouth you're scared, but then I say you're lazy and you're wicked. Now this is Jesus telling the story written in red. He ain't saying he's a person, but it's his story. And so when somebody tells the story to make a point, uh, most of the time they believe in the story that they tell. Amen? Amen? And so, so when God gives something to you, you have to make the most out of what He gives to you. And I mean, it's like I started out last year, there are people, the majority of people in the world, don't make the most out of what God gave them. What am I talking about? I'm talking about their life, their breath, their ability to be able to move around, ability to be able to think. The ability to be able to, to function. Most people do not make the most out of it, and you know what they do? They sit around and they say, "Oh, if I, What you know? What was me in this situation? Not what was you in the situation? God has given you the ability to get on top of the situation, yeah. but you have to choose to take advantage. You can stay in your situation, or you can take advantage of the situation. You can get on top. What did He give us? He gave us His promises. He gave us His Word. So that whatever your circumstances are, you don't have to be under the circumstances. You, did you get a chance to make that slide for me? Tell me when that comes up. You don't have to be under the circumstances if you don't talk to the circumstances. But most of the time, people will not. People will not admit to themselves That they need to take care of their business. Let's go to uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 20. Go to Mark chapter 11, verse 20. Mark 11, verse 20. It says, And in the morning, and Lord, we just thank you right now for your word, and thank you for the points you want to make, and thank you for the changes that you want to make. Uh, Mark 11, 20 says this. It says, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter calling to remember, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou curses is withered away. And Jesus answered, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, shall have, it shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. I don't know if I'm up too loud, but I'm ringing up up here. Uh, Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, that what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them and when uh, ye stand praying forgive so let's go back to verse number 24 this is this is the the point the simple specific point that I want to drive home today verse 24 therefore I say this is written in red Jesus saying he's saying I you're not telling the story he's saying this is me saying to you therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things ye desire, When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have what you say. Believe that you receive them and you shall have what what you say. Now we're talking about the roots to situations. We're talking about the root to problems. He said, whatever thing you desire, whatever issue that you desire to keep get over. He said, believe you receive from me and you shall have what you say. Now, a lot of times we look at that and we've we've over, but I can't even say that, that's the wrong word. We've only spiritualized that, right? Because it is spirit. His word is spirit. But let's bring it into a situation now. This this message was inspired by somebody I was having a conversation with this week, and I couldn't get it off my mind. And and, and I, I, I pray that it blesses them uh, in here right now. Let's read the scripture one more time. Verse twenty-four. Therefore I say unto you that what things soever you desire when you pray, believe ye receive. Somebody say, believe ye receive. believe ye receive. Believe ye receive. Okay, so listen. I have a need. I have something that I need from God. And I go to God and I ask Him, God, I, I, I need whatever it is. Alright? Alright? Uh, let's say it's in this situation. Into has anybody in here ever encountered financial problems? Let's see if you can hand people who never who never went through financial problems. Lift up your hand, oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, so we're relevant. We're in the wheelhouse this morning. So, so let's say that you and whatever in your situation, whether uh, you got a new set of bills, uh, uh, you, you you just something bad happened, but there is a financial need that you need to take care of, right? And so, so you're saying, okay, first thing you have to understand is is that there has to become a change in your situation. Right? If I'm, if I'm at a place, if I got a job or I got a business, right, let's say I got a, either a job or a business, business number one. If I have a business and my business is not producing what I need, then something has to change. Right? See, so what we do is we, we sit around and we pray only. We pray only. We just we say, God, I need you to fix it. I need you to fix it. I need you to fix it. And that's one part of it. The Bible says that we need to have faith. We need to trust and believe God. But the Bible says that faith, separated from works, is lifeless. Now, this is written in the Bible. This is written in the Scripture. Faith, separated from works. Now, see, surely you would have thought that God... Would have wrote in the Bible that faith alone. Just trust me alone and I'll come down and handle every situation. But God Himself wrote in the Bible and said that faith separated from works is dead. Dead is lifeless. That means ain't nothing happening. So what you need to what you need to acknowledge is there's something that you're going to have to do. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna to go to God and you're gonna say, God, I have a need, which God already knows that He can see it. But he said, you have not because you ask not. So the first thing you're going to need to do is you need to go to the Lord and say, God, hey, I, this is, I need a change in this area. I need, I need this in this area. So God's going to speak to you. Now, sometimes God will just instantly open up a door and somebody come knocking on your door and say, hey, listen, the Lord told me you had a need. I got a briefcase. Here's a million bucks. All your problems probably solved." Sometimes he'll do that. Anybody in here ever had God do that? Let me see all the hands of people who, who he had do that. Okay, we'll keep going. All right, So, so most of the time what God's going to do is God's going to give you some information or he's going to bring somebody into your life. The information is going to cause change or the person is going to cause change. Okay. Right? The information is going to cause change or the person is going to cause change but there will be some change in your life when God is bringing some answer uh, uh, in a situation like this. Now what you have to be willing to do is you have to respond to the change. you have to be open to change. And a lot of people, one of the things that we resist as human beings more than anything is change. We don't like change. We want things to say to stay the same way. Matter of fact, if, and that's not a bad thing, we develop comfort zones. When you go and you get a new house, one of the things that you do is you go shopping for furniture, right? And you go in there and when you shop for furniture, you don't go and sit in something that look nice, you don't go in there and sit down on it. <clears throat> and say, Oh, this is terrible, but I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> you don't do that. You go in there and you say it looks nice and you sit down on it, it looks nice, sit down on it. You know? Okay. We can work with this. Right? Because what you you understand that when you take it into your living room, that's a time when you rest and you want to be comfortable. That's right. Right? That's the way we do. When, when we uh, we want to learn how to do things, right? We need to eat every day. And so what happens? We need to learn how to cook. Right? If you want to eat. And so uh, if you don't learn how to cook, you're going to have nasty food every day. <laughs> right? So you're just going in there talking about, you know, putting cumin on, on, on a bowl of cereal instead of cinnamon or something like that. Or, or you know, just mixing uh, uh, spices up the wrong way. Just throwing stuff on stuff that don't even go. And then you present it to everybody. No. What you get, you do is you go to Pinterest and you get a recipe. <laughs> Right? You get a recipe, and the recipe tells you to put this in there, put that in there, put that in there, put that in there, and you sit down and you eat it. And so you do it. Repetition is the motor of learning. I do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I had a guy come in yesterday uh, in the restaurant. He was talking. He said, man, this, you know, uh, 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 cooking briskets is hard work. And, and and I was saying the same thing a couple of weeks ago, but I prayed to the Lord. The Lord told me, say, no. Nah. He said, stop saying it's hard. Just keep start confess that it's easy. Hey, man. So I told him, I said, well, man, yeah, it used to be hard for me, but I could eight to 10 briskets a day. And it's, it's, it's nothing for me. Amen. It's easy for me. Right? And so it's, it's about how you look at it. And how did it become easy for me? Because I'm doing it over and over. When I first started, I'm staying up all night. I'm zombie. Like 18, 20 hours up, up in a row. You know, no, 20-something hours up in a row. And I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. But the Lord said, Listen, He said, don't don't, don't lose heart. Don't give up. He said, If you keep walking, I'll show you other systems. We'll make the changes and everything will work out. Right? And so that's what you have to understand in your life. That that when God sends you on a mission, you may seem like you're stuck right now, but God will give you answers and God will give you the changes that you need to make. But you don't give up on God. Amen. All right? You don't give up on God. God. God will make the changes, but you have to be open to the changes. So here you are, you know, with a need. In your in your home, right? And so, one of the things that you have to do is, if you if you have a job, if you have a job, then you and the job is not use what you need. You got to get another job. You understand what I'm saying? This this is not about prayer. This is about application and resumes You got to get another job. You gotta get another job. But why can't I get another job? Why can't you get another job? Why can't you get another job? You mean to tell me that God, you know, uh, listen here, God can give uh, Brother Lenny testimonies about elevation in his job and promotion and stuff like that, and so Lenny's special? He's special, but isn't Lenny special? He's special to us, but to God, it's one of God's kids. That's right. So if God does it for me, he's got to do it for you. Amen. But see, that's why you're thinking broke. Your thinking is broke that if God does it for somebody else, he won't do it for me. But if God does it for one, he's got to do it for the next one. Amen. I remember I was sitting down and I was watching uh some kind of interview, and they had uh uh Sean Combs. Everybody calls him P. Diddy is his name, right? Sean Cone started a record label, Bad Boy Records years ago. uh, Making music, whatever. Now his music does not glorify God, the music that they make, whatever. I believe he's a nice man, you know, this, that, and the other. But the music, the product that they put out don't glorify God. And then he started a a liquor company. And I believe believe the liquor company makes more than, than the record company does. So I'm looking at the whole situation. And I said... Man, this brother here ain't preaching to nobody. <laughs> I'm struggling to go preach to anybody. Anytime we want to give a hot dog to the people in the community, it, <clears throat> you know, I got to call Pastor Cheryl and them and say, Hey, can you give me some hot dogs? I got, to, I got to, you know, trust God and go to Pastor Cheryl to give me some wieners. <laughs> we can't even have a, a, a community outreach because we ain't got nothing. I go to the bank account, I'm looking at the checkbook every day you know, just got enough money to pay the bills, and this brother here is selling uh cussing, music, and liquor, and don't need nothing in the world, ain't doing nothing for God. Right then my, my perspective changed. Yeah. I said, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, I do too much for God, and now I realize that it's not God stopping me from doing anything. It's me stopping me. Come on now. It's me stopping me. So if so in your situation, it's you stopping you. Come on now. It's you. Let's go back to the scripture. <laughs> Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire. Does anybody have anything, anything that they desire? Come on, come on. Right? Matter of fact, he didn't even say what you need. In the scripture. He said, whatsoever things you desire, believe, you receive. ha. Ah, ah. Why should I believe I receive it? Because he already promised you that he'd do it. Thank you, well, I don't know if he's going to do it. How you know he ain't going to do it? And he already told you that he will do it. Yes. You don't know if he's going to do it because you haven't took the steps to do the necessary thing to prove what he already said. Come on. Believe you receive. Listen, that whole setup over there is based upon the word from God. Yeah. Believe you receive. I remember the first time I pulled up at the Kim Song restaurant, Darren, Darren for from our pastor's daughter's college graduation party. We pulled up at the Kim Song restaurant. I'm driving. I'm thinking about everything. I'm thinking about uh, uh, the whole idea of God gave. So I'm thinking about how we don't have the money to pull it off this that and, I'm, and the Lord's ministering to me. He said, listen. He said, go, go get along." I said, well, God, I don't want to borrow no more money. You know, whatever. Put the burden on the people. Borrow the money. He said, I want you to. I want the Lord. And I remember I pulled up and parked the car. Remember the suit I had on and everything? And the Lord told me, he said, listen. He said, uh, uh, are you debt free over that now? I said, no, sir, we got bills. He said, did you make them bills? I said, no, sir, somebody made them before I got that. He said, then what's wrong with you? You're willing to pay off somebody else and you won't create nothing for yourself. God Lord told me that. That sent me down the road to change. I'm trying to be humble, but the Lord said, no, nah, you, you call it the humility, i call it stupidity. You're trying to be humble, I call it stupid. See, certain things are simple with God. But we'll let our thinking over, our year, over the years mess us up and make us miss out on what God wants to do. I remember I told you the story. I can keep telling you this, only I can tell you It's my experience, my testimony. And I can speak to you more confidently about this whole thing from my experience. I was in the bed. And one of them Sundays. And it was my Sunday evening. Tenders was low. I said, God. This is hard. I know we're preaching some good stuff. You know, we trying to be nice to the people as possible. We're doing everything we can can do. And the Lord said, uh, and so I'm laying up in the bed. And I asked him about the whole situation. And I tell him, I said, Lord, if we're not going to win, why you bring me to Cleveland? He said, I, I said, it ain't nothing out here in Cleveland. It's hard to get, to get things motivated Get stuff going Every time I turn around He said I brought you to Cleveland Because there ain't nothing out here in Cleveland <laughs> He said I'm, I'm going to make you to something in Cleveland yeah. I'm going to make you to something in Cleveland I hopped up off the bed. I said I understand that We, we can go now <laughs> We can go now But see Do you have conversations like this with God? <laughs> Do you have these like see God is a friend You can have friendly conversation with God God, and you know, and you don't have to. listen you go to God, and you tell God sometimes when you're frustrated. The Bible's full of people that was frustrated with God. God don't mind telling you it's frustrated. Uh, they said about Gideon, they called him a mighty man of God. Gideon said, "Why you call me that? I don't see no miracles. We ain't nothing happening. We not winning." Mm-hmm. God don't complain when you when you're mad about losing, right? You think some of these parents at these, bas- base- these baseball games and these uh, football games get up that really excited? You don't think God want to win? God wants to win. The Bible said that Joshua and them went to war and God made the sun stop and we stopped time so they could win. Hallelujah. He said, I ain't going to let it get dark till y'all whoop everybody. <laughs> and shut the whole thing down. God was sending them to war. God was saying, hey, we're going, we going, we, listen, I'll make you a promise. I'm going to send you to the land flowing milk and honey, but you better believe you're not going to get it without a fight. Come on. But see, we think God's not a fighter. We think God is just, oh, it's, it's peace, love, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. <laughs> but in order for you to get the love, the peace, and the joy in the Holy Ghost, you've got to squabble. <clears throat> you got to fight. He said, Joshua, he said, listen, now, now Joshua, when Joshua took off on his journey, and Joshua, they going into the land flowing milk and honey, they fought that first battle, and that old boy uh, kept them tithe money, right, that's what happened. So they went in there. Y'all didn't know that's what happened, did you? Right? So they went inside of there. They got inside of there. And, and, uh, and he said, look, y'all don't want y'all to touch the first fruits of this whole thing right here. He said, this is mine. All of this first is mine. That represented the tent. That represented the top. So the boy got in there. And he said, look, I'm going to give me some of these clothes. I'm going to give some of this money. And I'm going to go hide it up in my place. And I'm going to do that like that. And then they got whooped. And Elijah and uh, 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 Joshua said, he went in there and got in front of God. And he was all down. He said, God, we got whooped. You know, you said we was gonna win everything, and we got it down. We got whooped, and we done took losses, and people and died, and it's terrible. Oh my God! This and listen, even the great ones got discouraged. Yeah. God, sometimes God, God God tell you to go into a fight, right? If you're a boxer, God will send you to into a fight, and somebody hits you in the mouth. As soon as they hit you in the mouth, been hit the mouth. before. anybody raise your hands you got hit in the mouth. I have been hit the mouth, right? You get hit in the mouth your lip press up against your teeth, and it's not comfortable. It's the, that's what really makes you shock you. it's that sensation you know lip, don't let your lips start bleeding, either oh my God right? you know you have to, you have to take a moment and say you know I'm, I bleed. they hit me in the mouth you know you don't just hit people in the mouth, right so God send you the war and somebody punch you in the mouth, yeah. oh God, they hit me, and God like I know I know they hit you, but look at your hands, ball it up. You can hit back, hey! <laughs> right, so they hit Joshua in the mouth, and Joshua shocked. Oh God, we went to fight, and, and we got whooped God said, "Yes, yeah, a fight." I didn't tell you when you, you, you were gonna be they, was gonna be the only one swinging. I didn't tell you they wasn't gonna fight back. I just told you you was gonna win. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't tell you that you wasn't gonna get hit. I just told you that you wasn't gonna lose. But we don't want to fight. So God said this. this I want, He wanted let me to get to my scriptures. Yeah. Therefore I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Yeah. Listen, I need a job. I need I need uh, this business. God can put this business in front of me. Believe that you got it. Amen. Believe it's going to work out. And you shall have it. Don't just believe it when you ain't got no problem. Believe it even after you get hit in the mouth. Come on. Can listen? Can you believe you still that God will still give you the victory after they put you in the mouth? <laughs> can you still believe it? And most people, that's all it takes. The devil know it. All I got to do is hit him in the mouth one time, <sighs> and it'll shut him down. No, sir. Listen to me here now. I'm going to go into details because I can't. Because some things just need to be kept in. But, but the, the team of folks that over there helping us, they know some of the unbelievable things. do know what I'm talking about? Some of the unbelievable things that popped up in the middle right before we got ready. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. I'm not even talking about financial. I'm just talking about <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sleep deprived because of one of the situations. <laughs> Stressed out, sleep deprived, heart attack. Are you kidding me? So I could have just came back from the hospital and rolled myself in a wheelchair. And then he <laughs> sat down and said, Well, it's all over. i know it had having heart It's all over. No, sir. No, nah, I tell you what I do. I don't care if I have to rig me up an apparatus with a wheelchair and some crutches. <laughs> right? We <We're> still rolling. <laughs> get that, get that thing to a move. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the you got to have about whatever you're yeah. approaching Yeah, yeah. Read it again. Come on. This no, you're gonna get this today. Yeah. Therefore, I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, are you even praying? Are you even praying? Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. What is it? Why is it important to believe you receive? Because if you don't believe you receive it after you pray, then you believe that God lied to you. And what did God say? God said, I'm not man that I should lie. No, the son of man I should repent. So if you need a job you know, hey, look, God, I need a new job. Forget need if you desire it. It's God saying, believe you receive it. Come on. Believe you receive it right now. So listen, and I'm telling you from experience, because I've been through it. You can go through it sad. Damn, angels. How is it going to be damn? Somebody gonna call back to that. And you can go on 10 interviews and everybody tell you no.
1: No. We don't want you. No.
0: Person will tell you you're sorry and you don't you know, ain't coming in dressed right, right? They can hurt your feelings. No. How many jobs do you need though? Just you just need one. I don't need ten jobs. I just need one job. Believe you receive because God, listen. It <clears throat> ain't the ten people that denied you that made you the promise. It's God that made you the promise. That's right. That's so God right. made you the promise and God, get the one that you need better than the ten. That means the other ten wasn't for you. Amen. Amen. If it's, the, if it's the business, I don't care if you need to go to the bank or you need to borrow money or whatever situation, circumstances, you need to do whatever it is that you need. The people that deny you weren't the one that was supposed to help you. God got the one that's supposed to help you. But you have to believe that you receive. Yeah. Believe you receive. Listen, I, I don't never look at my pockets when I get ready to, to do something. I don't. Ne- I don't do that no more because I, I looked at my pockets a lot of times and there wasn't nothing in there. <laughs> so I just stopped looking in there. I just stopped looking. And so then I had to. I had to just turn this crazy switch on. God, you keep telling me because I know I'm hearing God. I know. I know. God, do this. But how? How you keep telling me to do all this stuff? But how? My body. You know my bank account number? You know my username and password? I'll give it to you. You can log in and see there's nothing in there, sir. You keep telling me to do this, so I don't have money. But she's not already. She said, He already had a told you before. He said, I told you to believe you receive. Yes. And so I, could, I just have this conversation with God. He said, I told you to believe you receive, and you're sitting mm-hmm. there holding your lips. Yeah, you sit in that hole and you lift. The devil done hit you in the mouth and you won't even get back up. I made you a promise that because the devil hit you in the mouth, you won't get back up. Jesus told the disciples, He said, Let's get in the boat. We're going to the other side. As soon as they got in that boat, guess what happened? Punch you in the mouth. Storm came up. And then Jesus was asleep in the boat. They're getting hit in the mouth. Jesus said, I ain't worried about the punching. We're going to the other side. There's no, nothing else that can happen. But us make it to the other side. The scripture says in Psalms 119, I think it's verse, I can't remember what verse it is, a million verses or nothing. But it says, you can Google it. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So when yeah. Jesus said it, he knew that there was nothing else that was going to happen except for them to go to the other side. I don't care how many times they get hit in the mouth, we're going to the other side. That's why he told the disciples, he says, uh, destroy the temple and we'll rebuild it in three days. Did that mean that he wasn't going to have to be crucified? Look at the crucifixion in perspective to this scripture right here. Believe you receive. See, the Lord made Jesus a promise and Jesus came quoting his whole life. He quoted to his disciples. He said, it's time for the Son of Man to be offered up. But he also told, he said, in three days, going to get back up. Yeah. So then they go over there and they look and Mary Magdalene go over there and the stones roll back. They did everything they could. They put police right there. They put a rock right there. Everything to stop them from getting out of there. Now, you don't do that to dead people anyway. How you going to come out of that? And you dead, and you put a rock there and the police to a dead man? These people going to come move the rock. Okay, maybe that's the reason. <laughs> so then Jesus get up, they go over there and the girls come back and they crying. He said, oh, why seek ye the living amongst the dead? I have. I got up just like I said. What do you think was going to happen? You think I lied to you? Woo. It wasn't nothing else to happen but me to get back up because I said I was going to get up. They came was another time when they came uh, to the fig tree, and Peter said this. He said, "Lord, look, it's the tree you cursed it. It did just what you said it do." Jesus said, "You, you shot." <laughs> That's how I roll. Things do what I say. My word does not return to me voice. Yes. So when he tells you, believe, you receive, that means he's already made the way. Hallelujah. The only thing in the way is you. Everything else is cleared out of the way. You just need to get out of the way. If he's already made the way, you need to get yourself out the way. Amen? Listen, you can keep ignoring, you can say, listen, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to trust. I know I've met so many people in church that say, I'm just going to sit here and trust God. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Because you're not really trusting God because you're only doing half of what he told you to do. Come on now. I remember when we started the project over there. And I have a, I have a uh, a uh, prayer schedule. I have a habit of the prayer time that I spend with God. And I remember I was talking to... Uh, I was talking to Pastor Bob one day about the project, and uh, there was two pastors I talked to about the project, and they were like, uh, well, you know, are you sure, this, 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 this? Pastor Bob was one, and Marty Pearls was the other. Good good friends of mine, and we talk about different things, I get a good advice, they give me advice. So I was was having second thoughts, I was getting cold feet about the project, having second thoughts. Yeah, Pastor, you do that? Yeah, I do that. But I pray so much that I have God surround me, and I can't remember, I can't back out of stuff. So then I called Pastor Bob, and uh, I thought surely I would get Pastor Bob to agree with me and and help me, you know, get up uh, uh, what I needed to back out of the process. Pastor Bob told me, yeah, yeah, that's right, no, don't do it. So I called Pastor Bob on the phone. I said, Pastor Bob, well, you know, uh, my prayer time is going to be interrupted. (laughs) You know, uh, other stuff I got going on. And you know what Pastor Bob said? He said, Yeah, it's going to be tough for a minute. He said, But but you can do it. You need to go on and do it. He said, And, and, and after a while, it'll level out and things will be the way they're supposed to be. I said, Pastor Bob, I ain't the answer I was looking for. Shouldn't <laughs> so I my girls? I'm sure. I thought he was going to give me permission, you know, to back out the whole thing. He said, No. He said, I'm seeing this it. a great idea. Matter of fact, come to this meeting with these preachers, and I'm going to tell them about. Went to the meeting with the preachers, and uh, left out. Now one of them gave me a check for fifteen hundred bucks I didn't even ask for. it. so, 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 uh, you have to surround yourself with people who hear from God. Amen. Amen. You have to do that. Yeah, you get cold feet. Yeah, you know sometimes it's lonely. Yeah, yeah, you never. But if you never get it, start going down that road with God. You don't. You will never know what God's going to do for you. That's right. That's right. So now here's the situation that we're in. I remember, I remember the first few days, the first little weekend we had. I, I stood out by the manhole with a grease trap, with the you know it was stinking, and I had been up for two days. And I said to myself, "I said, what have I got myself into here? This is this is a nightmare. Oh my God! I don't know who I'm going to do this." Y'all remember the meeting at the manhole? Yes. Right, Ben, you remember that? I said, what have I got myself into? And the Lord said, don't trip out. He said, I'm, I'm going to show you how to do it. Just keep going. That's what he told me at the manhole. He said, don't trip out. I'll show you how to do it. And so you know what? Now I don't stay up barbecuing all night no more. I know how to do it in the daytime. By the time we close, I'm through barbecuing. And we're going on to the house. But see, at first. And so you can't let God stop you at first. When things go, go wrong at first. So now listen, for the past three weekends, it's three, four weekends or four? Four full weekends and one time? Alright, so uh, I think our average sales, our average sales for those four weekends is about $20,000. That's a month. I ain't never seen $20,000 come in in the offering in a month. Never seen it happen. And that's all for just three days. That's three days. That's why I say we're going for the juggling. Five days, and I believe we can make $4,000 a day, $20,000 a week. That's what I believe. Hallelujah. That's what I believe. We're going to buy Cadillacs for the congregation? No. I tell you what we're going to do is we're going to stop being poor. We're going to stop being a poor church. Amen. And we're going to hire somebody. to work. We're going to pay somebody to work in that nursery and keep our kids. Amen. And we're going to pay somebody to be a children's pastor over there. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to pay a youth pastor. We're gonna have staff in here yeah. so we can function. Amen. And we're gonna increase our giving to the missionary, and you know what we're gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop uh putting Pastor Cheryl on the spot when I need hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go for the juggling vein. Hallelujah. So so I told the church that used to be a joke in Cleveland, in a minute it won't be a joke. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah! It won't be a joke. And I mean what I say. As serious as my face is, that's what I mean. Because I'm so in it so now. Many people work too, hard. too many people work too hard before I even got here. That's right. God showed me that the whole time I've been here. I said the same thing. The people have been here before me that prayed and asked God for something, and I believe that this is the fruit of it right now. Listen, we ain't finished yet. We're just getting started. Hallelujah. Amen. What, did I, what do I say to you? Oh, I'm finished. I have to finish this up next week. I didn't get to done my scripture.
1: What did I say to you? It's about your what.
0: Your faith. It's about your obedience and your effort, your actions. Same with me. It's about my faith. It's about my faith. It's about my obedience. It's about my obedience. It's about my effort and my actions. It's about my faith. It's about my faith. It's about my obedience. It's about my obedience. It's about my effort. It's about my effort. And my actions. And my actions. God can do it. If you will work with him. Yeah. Yeah.